All right, there we go. Testing. Welcome to the Eric Aaron Show. We are live in a hotel room. Let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. All right, Gary V, how you doing? <laughs> well, my name is Colt. I guess I'll start off today. Mm-hmm. Um, we Alphabetically. Are... Yeah. You yeah, yeah. go first. C becomes E. Yeah. Becomes E? You go. You would go first, first name or last name. I love it. You're quick right now. I'm tired. This is late. Let's <laughs> yeah, you are on fire. Let's give a little context, ladies and gentlemen. It is... T- Let's check the watch length. What time is it? Sunday, 10, 16, Eastern time. 10, 16, Eastern time. German, in- uh, England. It's uh, 2.30 a.m., 2.15 a.m. We are in Orlando, Florida. 3.15, sorry. A little work trip. Having fun. It's definitely a work trip. And we have, and we have a, a new partner with us. Yeah, I love it. Let's toss it over to him. Yeah, Evan Roosevelt here. Uh, very glad to make my uh, podcast debut. Uh, fun to be here with you guys. This is a, this is a first. Uh, well, I had a brief segment on the uh, Dr. Parent podcast. Right. But it was kind of an aside. Um, do you want to give a little background to, uh, to uh, you know, what your 10 fingers and toes do here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm helping uh, to expand the world a little bit, you know, re- reach some more people, uh, tell some more stories and in a bit of a bigger way. It's yeah. uh, very exciting. It's business development. Yeah, you know it. We we went to Mexico together. All three of us were in Mexico, yeah. including David, the the AIG camera wizard. And um, anyway, for those of you listening, this we're, I think we should talk about Isleworth and and the trip so far, probably because we don't really have anyone to. We didn't get to do a podcast about our day today, and you know we. I, I was even thinking about how we've done such a really uh, diligent job of trying to have content come out at the same time, like videos and podcasts, but. In my few little discussions here and there, whether it's a DM or a text, I found they, they are sometimes different, um, you know, uh, different um, audience. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's some people are listening to a pod, some people, they, they don't necessarily cross over. Like some people are, Ben is like, I, I don't have time to listen to the video or watch the video, but I have time to see the pod or whatever. Anyway. Basically, I put it like this. If you like Eric's Instagram captions yeah. and you were like, God. I wish he could just talk me to sleep for an hour every, well, twice a week. Twice Monday. And this is what this is for. But but you, I th- I thought we wake people up. Happy Monday morning. I think it's both. You know, it's yeah. it's it's both. I I have personally fallen asleep to the the soothing sounds of your voice, waxing poetic about golf and life, and I, and I've really enjoyed it. And I've also woken up to it. You know, a couple of. Uh, 5 a.m. sessions on the way over to your place for, for an early work trip. Uh, listen to you get hyped. It's great, you know? We get pretty hyped. I think, actually, you know, I think before we get into Isleworth and the president, I think, Evan, you need to... A lot of people know Colt's story, right? Yeah. They've yeah. read it on Instagram. They've, we've we've shared a few pods yeah. with Edwin and at the at the house. Remember, remember, Colt, when we used to pod at the house and there was time? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what should we do today? Yeah, remember we would, like, light up a mic and be like, hey, what are you doing? And, I, and, and I'd be like, Google something. And now it's just literally like our eyes are pinned back and we're like just out the sunroof. I mean, this is out in a few hours, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're coming in hot. You know, yeah. have you ever seen those landing strips where there's a mountain right before the landing strip? Our Amazing. landing gear is tip, touching the tip of the mountain right before it just comes into a hot landing. This is basically walking into a room with the camera already blazing and up <laughs> to my eyeball, recording everything that I see. That's you, coming in hot. You know, I got to say, even after spending the last couple of weeks like basically tied together at the hips, 
right. sitting down for the podcast with you guys, I mean, you roll in hot. As soon as you hit that record button, it is all systems go, which is oh, great. Yeah. I was yeah, surprised yeah. it wasn't recording for the testing. I was like, yeah, wow. Sure. Yeah. I thought about you know, it. It's like, yeah. um, people need to know your story, Evan. I'll start it a little bit. Yeah. You um, you and I went on a camping trip seven years ago. We did. Didn't, we did. I don't think I, I don't think I played golf then. No, and I don't even know that we talked. I mean, we must have talked to no, no, pleasantries talk. or, you know. I, I don't think we made each other's acquaintance. Yeah, no. It I was mean, like a 30-person yeah, camping there was, trip. there was a lot of people there. We only found this out after digging deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in any event, the, the main highlights are we were DMing. Yep. And yep. you were. I had you on a, a, a an early list yeah. of what would yeah. become the RGC list. I know. You I found know. that list the other day, didn't you? Yeah. You pulled it up. Yeah. And, yeah, and, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to reinvigorate that list. And Evan's on it. Yep. Because we had messaged, and, and I think you had said something had, like, we have friends in common. Da, we do, da, da. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Colt and I were headed to uh, the Hamptons to play yep. golf with Michelle right. and uh, Peter and Max. And we run into you at the airport. Yeah, I was coming back from work trip. I, I was working a lot in Salt Lake City at the time. And so I, I was coming back, and I had followed you on Instagram. I would seen you engage with some of my friends over Instagram, uh, friend Garrett. And a, as you mentioned, we well, were Garrett on a, and I'd work together, right? He's right. a great Garrett, DP as Garrett well. Garrett Curtis, uh, shout out. And, uh, we were on that camping trip, uh, for Colin Stutz's birthday. He's a very close friend of mine. Yeah. And you know, I'd followed you on Instagram. I think I sent you a couple messages and we, we'd kind of gone back and forth a little bit. And then I saw you clocked you at the airport, uh, kind of walking. And I saw you at a golf bag with you, the travel bag, and you were just you were just vibing out, man. You you had the noise canceling headphones on. You were just kind of like in the zone. It was like twelve thirty or something. It was uh, a late one. It was a late one. Yeah, on like a Tuesday, randomly. Yeah, uh, something like that. And uh, you know, we we passed each other, and I I kind of had this this brief moment of like, I think that's Eric Anders Lang, the the one and only. But like, I don't know. I don't want to bother or something. And then. You know, it just kind of it clicked for a second, and, and I, I uh, said hi, and, and we kind of connected really quickly. Uh, and by with, the way, just to interrupt really yeah. quick, is at the end, Colt knows this because you and I, oh no, Colt and I were separated by like 50 feet because we were, right. there was some clusterfuck at the check in because we weren't on our normal airline. Right. Uh, I'll right. share my point of view at this moment, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, funny because I actually remember it. So I walk in the air, oh yeah. I think I might have came from a different terminal or something. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I was walking up, it was quite literally about 50 feet away when I saw you and my first, so I had a lot of the times we'll put both of our golf bags. Right. If we bring two golf bags on a trip, they're going in one travel case and that's right. Eric's. So he of, already has this. Oh, right. Sorry. No, no, no. Right. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a valuable, <laughs> no, it's oh, a it's valuable a travel secret tip. to share. That's a travel yeah, tip. Number travel one. Tip. Yeah. That we give that shit away. Well, oh, also since we have the shoulder travel. bags, you know, it makes it easy. But anyway, yeah. so I'm, I'm the one that will come to the airport with just the bag. Right, right. Right. So I'm. I have the backpack. I've got the uh, the the, the check in, and I've got the just the golf. Now I, I don't think you realize how weird it looks to have just the <laughs> golf bag with no travel case at the airport. Listen, it blew me away when when I walked up with Eric and I saw you with just the golf bag. I was like, oh my god, this yeah. guy. This is guy's either serious or level. has no idea what he's doing. He just stole those. But here's my both. thought. I was. I, I've always wanted that shot. And right. I was like, I hope Eric's rolling right now. Because I've always wanted that shot. And we actually just got it on, on this trip when, right. when we were coming here. Finally, like a little bit of video of you just with the clubs. Right. Yep. I've always wanted to get that shot. And when I walked up and I saw you guys chatting, I was like, ah, he's not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We miss every great moment. But, um, but what it was funny is because you, you walked up and this brings yep. me to the idea of like coincidence and, yep. you know, I, I don't know if you're, if you're listening, maybe you're like, why the fuck do I care about this? But we're going to get to why you would care, which is 
now we work together. But yeah. the, the, the interesting thing is that you you walked by me. Yeah. And you recognized me, but I didn't recognize you, but I still r- recognized you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I recognized your being, and right. I actually looked at you, and I was like, huh, smartly dressed. Yeah. Smartly dressed guy. I even had some thoughts about life seems to be put together. Hmm. Uh, it was a Friday night. Yeah, it oh, was okay, late. Friday, we yeah. had a midnight flight, midnight thirty, and you, hey, you, you, you know, had the the, the carry on with four wheels, which yeah. I respect. Yeah, yeah. Why you put on your fucking back? You know, carry yeah, on with four crazy. little wheels. And, and and anyway, and then yeah, it was like the passing each other, and then the hey, yep. and it's funny because I wanted to ask you, you've you you thought you had the thought about oh I shouldn't say hi or whatever. Well, I you know, it's it's a little hard to remember, but I I. I feel like I did have a, an initial twinge. Reasonably uh, so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now you're on the other side of it. You, today we were in yeah. in Isleworth, and I come up to you, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's a fan yeah. of our work," and you're yeah. you're talking to this guy. And now, what do you, how do you experience it now? Now that you've seen both sides of it. Oh, I mean, now it's now it's amazing to meet people that are inspired by the work that you do, and that's the thing. In, inspired is really, I think, the the right word. And you know, the the great story that I, I kind of go back to when thinking about this is that when we were at Penmar. Uh, we were filming with the right. me and my golf guys, um, great, great fellows, and I, I just kind of started wandering around a little bit, ear to the ground, kind of see what was out there, and I happened to overhear a conversation uh, of a guy talking to his buddies about who you are and what you do and talking about oh, your work. I didn't realize that's how it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those guys, and I'll get to it in a second, but it was it was a guy, you know, looked like a potential friend alert, and, and he's just kind of... I mean, he's playing Penmar. He's, he's, he's already playing, a friend. He's playing Penmar. He's with three of his buddies, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's this Eric Anders Lane guy. He's a host of show. If, if you're not from L.A., real quick, Penmar, describe it, Colt. Oh, I mean, I mean, that was actually the second time that I've been there. Yeah. Only, but it's a nine-hole track. It's flat. It's right on the other side of uh, Santa Monica Airport. It's got great pancakes, a good <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> just like, by the way, just like every LA city municipal course, I feel like we've like, had breakfast good at all food, right? Yeah. Really good yeah, food. It's true. It's anyway, true. it's a it's a very as we would put it, vibey track. Yeah. Vibey. Yeah. yeah. Down home, it, low price, high vibe. Yeah. That's actually should be our tagline when we make it. It's a, a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, so I hear these guys talking, and 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 he's explaining to his buddies who you are and the work that you do and how much he loves it. And that's so cool. He, I didn't know that. Yeah. And and then I overhear the next thing, which was so great which was that it was actually one of their very first rounds of golf ever and to that to be linked together in 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 that same sentence of how much he loves your work and is inspired by your work and then how his friend should start watching the videos that you make because it's his first round and he needs to get inspired about golf and that's the kind of path that he found into it whoa just blew me away i mean it, it truly did and I think that now being on the inside a little bit and working with you both, it's it's so clear to me that the work that you create and the, and the videos that you make, it, they just spread this message of community and togetherness and, and openness. Yeah. And, you know, that's what Random Golf Club is all about is is saying yes to the world and, and being open to new experiences and meeting new people and having a different perspective on life a little bit. And by the way, you know, Evan rolls off his tongue, Random Golf Club. But if you're listening and you don't know what Random Golf Club is, don't worry, neither do we. <laughs> well, we're still figuring it out. And I think that's part of the beauty and joy of it is yeah. that there is no formal definition. And, no. and you know, we, we were doing a little bit of research about, as we, you know, you can imagine we do about golf and about um, what the RNA think about golf, what the USGA think about golf, the United States Golf Federation. And there are these very stringent and strict 
terms and definitions for what golf is. And I think that that's part of the beauty of Random Golf Club is that we don't have a real definition of it. Nah. It's evolving. It's changing because that's what the game is, you know? It changes every time you look at it. Yeah. Random. So we ran into each other at the airport. Um, we kind of acknowledged each other a little bit, you know, clocked each other. And then uh, I went and met Colt very briefly and, and immediate cool guy alert on there i mean you got the you got the hair you're holding the golf bag you're just like hanging out in the airport and that I'm was like, your first night at that point you did you know that you were flying business class yet that was your first no. night in a flatbed that's right that was wow. a big night dude. Oh, wow that wow. made me so Spoiled. happy wow so oh, that was, i remember that, my that first time trip. i remember did you, was it weird colt just to go back to that moment for me i remember my first time i flew in a flatbed was it like fucking weird to be laying down yes six miles up yes that's a weird feeling, right? I, I felt like I was possibly on the International Space Station doing <laughs> 20,000 odd miles an hour around the globe. You but feel like you're kind of in like floating. a laundry chute, but in the sky. <laughs> exactly. Like, like super aerodynamic laying down. You know what's funny is it, it kind of reminds me of the conversation we had, you know, days run together now. So I don't know what yep, day it was. Yep. Years. But talking about... Um, caddies or service and stuff like that and what was i saying i was like i don't i don't uh i was like uncomfortable this guy's waiting on me or something like that yeah would you remember where that was from um uh yeah you were like i don't like i don't like being waited on yeah, yeah it was um i don't know why and i don't really want to unpack that but basically the only point <laughs> the only point was like it was a stream song it was yesterday a stream song. business class oh, really? is intense and it's yeah. i mean yeah. it's nice yeah it's, it's nice. nice it's nice yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Be, oh. be be careful about getting used to that, my friend. Oh, I've uh, I've definitely been checked since then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, Iceland was that before or after? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, anyway, really moving on. What, what I think was a really other pitiful moment in in introducing Evan to the world yeah. of 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 you all listening to the pod on this wonderful, bright, and rainy Monday morning. I don't know what it's like where you are, but mm. you're all over the world. By the way, first of all, that's the craziest yeah. thing. When yeah, you, that's when you amazing. think about the pod, we're talking to. We're talking to many, many countries, which just blows me away. Blows me away too. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening again. You know, we're out here. Um, you know, we don't sleep in. We don't go to bed early because we love our job. But the main reason we love our job is because you come up and say hi, or you say that it means something to you. Yeah. And we realize that not a lot of people do it this way. You know, and yeah. that's and that's sort of a. Um, I remember when I was a, lo- a landscaper, there was like five different things you could do. You could you could you could do the riding mower. You mm-hmm. could do the push mower. You could do the mulch, or you could do like the weed whacking, or you could do like the one other thing. And weed whacking was invariably agreed to be the worst possible task because it was super loud. It smelled like gas. You had to wear goggles, uh, and you had to hold this thing out in front of you for hours at a time. And it was like really precise. Like if you fucked it up, everybody knew yeah. immediately, and there was no way to like fix the weed whacking that was right. bad. But I didn't really know that, so I went in and just weed whacked like a, like a boss. Like I was great at it. <laughs> and the guy who was on the the guy in the riding mower looked at me at the end of the day and goes. Why'd you go ahead and do that? And I was like, what are you talking about? And and I, that's kind of like our responsibility. It's like, yeah. we're good at this. We, we're good at getting up early. We're good at shooting the sunrise. We're good at making golf look great. So anyway, it's a wonderful opportunity for us. Evan comes out. We play golf. Yeah. Um, we went to ago, Wilshire. Um, was it Wilshire first or is it Wilson first? I thought it was, Wil- it was Wilshire, Wilson, Wilson. Wilson, Wilshire. In any event, it doesn't matter where it was. Yeah. Yeah. But we were playing golf. The, amount, the round I remember was at Wilson. Yeah. You were at the wonderful public course in LA, 18, part of a 36-hole track. You you basically looked at me and said, I have a plan for you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, a plan for me. And to, to get in and out of this in a couple minutes, the idea was y- you saw what I do in your lens, which yeah. is, um, you know, 
through a business lens. Yeah, I have a, I have a background in brand agency work and, and in business strategic management and consulting. And this was before you launched the YouTube channel. Um, this was, right. Yeah. Whoa. Yes, yeah, so this is pre YouTube. This, this is, is August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was, yeah. And so I had watched every episode of Adventures in Golf. I'd listened to the podcast. I'd lived vicariously through some of your adventures. I mean, Augusta being one of them, of course, and all of the other things. And having a background working with brands and helping them tell their story and trying to find their voice and connect with an audience and all of those sorts of things, um, you know, kind of led naturally to this place in my head of, of seeing the potential for you to expand your audience a little bit. And I don't just mean the people that consume your content, but expand the the footprint of, of how you tell your stories. And the way to do that, as I often see it, is to work with people that want to support that mission and that vision. And that often comes from corporate America. And so um, that's kind of the lens money. of money. Yeah, exactly. Lots and exactly. lots of money. I'm trying to be tactful here. But. It's, it's hard for me to paint a picture of what's happening right now, but we're, did you ever see uh, DuckTales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sitting in a pile of gold chips. <laughs> Colt's got a gold grill, and Evan's got a yeah. gold top hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I'm kidding. We're, we're in a hotel room, like yeah. squatting. But West video West will be up know. next yeah. week, possibly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys will all find. But Evan, Evan is really great. Yeah, I, I could tell early on, even when we were having conversations over the phone with businesses that we already do business with yeah. that advertise on this podcast, Adidas, Vice, whoever it is. You know, Evan came in and basically streamlined a lot of that work. He was using acronyms that I didn't understand. I still love and ask yeah yeah um you know i don't even know are they titles are they i don't know are they measurements i don't i still don't know but anyway that's how we work together yeah. and now we're all a little team and we go yeah. out there and today was a really unusual day i would say can can we start off oh, with very, cole can you start us off on yeah. what the fuck happened today yeah well <laughs> there was uh one thing that happened this morning um no but we we left stream song very very early and um we're still live um leave stream song at about oh 5 a.m yeah, we were up at like 4 30 yeah we're up at 4 30 um went to bed up. at <laughs> uh, kind of early 10 30 11 11 uh wheels up at five did yeah. the uh, uh we'll say two hour drive back to orlando yeah um i did uh unfortunately have my first experience with uh, roadkill and being the one behind the wheel oh, yeah that was that was tough yeah, it, it's it. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I just I, I haven't done that before, and it, it was the difference between like I think you actually saw it and I didn't quite see it, mm. and we've mm. learned that lesson before in our drives at night to where you can't really do much about it, unfortunately. Well, and wait, what's funny is we talked about roadkill twenty minutes before you killed the possum. Remember, I said don't swerve. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, man. We, wow. Yeah, we were leaving that. Streamsong, and I was like, yeah. please do not swerve if an animal comes out. Yeah, I remember that. You because, did say that. Yeah, because, I mean... And luckily, in, I listened. In every place I've been, mm -hmm. my sister did it. She's, she swerved to avoid a squirrel yeah. and okay. wrapped her car around a tree, yeah. and threatening her own life. Wow. So, I mean, not that a squirrel is worthless, but... No, but they do say to speed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Hit it hard. Yeah. It's some morbid stuff. It's it it's, it's pretty dark, unfortunately. So anyway, that's how we started the day, yeah. um, which was interesting. But we did uh, make it to Orlando safely, luckily. Um, and we rolled up on Isleworth at uh, at sunrise. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was a really nice sunrise. Yeah. I mean, there, there's great. so much. It's very kind of southern in the sense of, you know, the Spanish moss and sunrise over a lake. Um, and uh, we threw the drone up early. So oh, yeah. I guess before we get out of it, though, I think actually uh, let's talk a little stream song. 
Oh like, yeah, we didn't really oh, cover yeah. that. So so I guess um, uh, should we start at the end, the very last thing, which or, was you know, a highlight I would say, or the highlight, the spa. <laughs> okay, okay, that too. The 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 uh, the FaceTime with our man. Yeah, yeah. Should we just play that right now? This is amazing. You know, we could could we do that? Yeah, we can do it on YouTube. You know. Why don't we take a break? We'll play if you're if you know. Well, let's t- let's get people. Let's do that. Let let's talk a little bit about what we talked with Gil about and and what led us yeah. to where we were at, and then yeah. we can just insert the discussion with Gil. Yeah. Right? I mean, why Love can't to. why can people just listen to that? Absolutely, that's great. If you like Gil Hans, we got 15 minutes with him. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw that in because the truth is, we're tired. Gil is the uh, the busiest golf course architect in the world right now. That's amazing. Yeah, I saw that somewhere, right? That's and I, I don't believe I'm wrong in that. Um, I mean, it's anecdotal, so I'll say yes. Yeah, I'm not going to fact check you. He was nice enough to give us. I mean, it's it's just it, it's surreal that you know we have the opportunity to after we play a course, especially a Gilhan's course, Gilhan's design, um, that we get to call him up after the round and spend 15 minutes with. I mean, yeah. valuable time of his. This yeah. was this was you know a little later at night after dinner. It was like 10 p.m. And yeah. he got on the horn with us and he answered any question we had. And it, it was really special, you know? I mean, yeah. he is not only... I mean, I've met him once, I think. Did you meet him once? I mean, was that just Pinehurst? I had not met him prior to the one you and I met him. So we met him at Pinehurst, yeah. um, and we were able to do a podcast there, which hopefully you listen to. Also very interesting. And we got his download on yeah, you know, If you Pinehurst. haven't listened to that, or the Jim Urbina, mm-hmm. uh, or the Edwin Rold, those are, I think, some of the three best podcasts we've yeah. done with the architects. Very interesting. Anyway. Yeah, fascinating. Well, no, so it was cool to get his perspective and, and just learn what an architect does and what his vision is and how the execution went and what it actually turned into after that process um and we got to do that at pinehurst so kind of being able to see you know and get get a taste of that and then to bring that to stream song and you know i'll be honest like being out there working and and shooting and you know lugging gear around it's hard to think about anything else right yeah and especially not playing for myself I don't, I'm not thinking, I'm not in playing mode or tournament mode or anything like that yeah. where I'm looking at greens and I'm like analyzing, you know, shots or what clubs I'm hitting or like the strategic part of the game. So it was really um, cool and interesting to hear you talk to him about that bit after the round. So what, what did you ask him? Yeah, well, I'll be, I mean, we'll just play out what we asked, but I was, I was thinking it might be interesting to talk about the kind of existential crisis I had. Yeah, I think that, I think right. that providing a little background and, and context to how you viewed stream song and kind of what stream song is and for those of you who don't know you should definitely go online look at the look at the website look at some pictures of it yeah understand what this course is it's a relatively new course it opened last year um you know it's very much talked about in in golf media these days it's can, real kind Cole, of, do, you, do you have a phone or, do you mind looking up the prices i don't know how much it i think costs. it's two, i think i, I looked it up last night it's, it's 200 or so okay, two, never 250 mind. Never mind. um the resort's nice it's a four four and a half maybe five star resort it's it's, it's very it's, nice it's it's pricey yeah it's a, it's like a golf mecca it's one and of that's places. why and that's why when we were there we got in um you know whatever friday night yep first thing we saw was five groups of six guys that were all between, I would say no, not in their forties. No, fifties. We, we were seeing fifties and sixties. Yeah, fifties and sixties. All definitely had you know that kind of one to two hundred thousand dollar a year look. Well, oh, they were they were country up. club guys, right? <laughs> they're country club guys. Country club guys. I don't even know if they're country club guys, but to me, it just looked like to me it was like your kids have already gone to college. Yeah, and. You you're going you're going away for three days and you're just going to blow a couple of G's on golf. No, it's I a, think it's a luxurious experience, no doubt. And, yeah. And and the course itself, I mean, that's the thing. The other thing about this property that I really kind of took away immediately is the the scale of it. Huge. Both the scale of Huge. the the hotel complex as well as I mean, it took us 15 minutes to drive from the hotel to the course. 
kind and of. it's all through the property yeah which is astounding and then the, and then the black horse itself i mean it has its own separate clubhouse it has a restaurant it has its own whole facilities and the clubhouse is like an art museum no it's astounding it, it it's, really is a really it's one of the most unusual clubhouses i've ever seen in my life yeah it's really beautiful it's really beautiful and and the course is beautiful also and it's set on you know i, I don't even know how many acres but you know it's it's billions pretty, yeah it's it's, it's huge it's, they actually own all of florida <laughs> but the the scale of it um is is really impressive and and you can just you just know that there was a tremendous investment made into this property to to turn it into what it currently is it's talked about in golf media and so you're kind of in this place where it's a you know it's a destination resort yeah. and and your first reaction to it when we went on we went out uh at 7 14 in the morning uh first, first tea time yeah first tea time and immediately had a pretty strong reaction to it yeah it was uh it was funny because i mean you know normally you know, it, it's it's so interesting to be in a moment of time, mm-hmm. wherever we are. We we find ourselves in some weird fucking places, and I'm not saying Stream Song was weird, but it was for me. Yeah, right. We we find ourselves in some weird places where we're like, "What are we doing here? How did we end up like this? Why does this feel this way? Why does it look this way? Why does it sound like this? Why does it smell like this? Like all these things where we're just like, "Huh? How did how did we get like what yeah. is this? What? Why are we here? And and what is this all about? And what are they already doing? And for me. We were on the third hole at Stream Song, and we were all filming, and I was playing by myself, and I was like, "This is not my vibe." Yeah, and it wasn't. I, I at the time I might have naively thought it was Stream Song's problem, right? But it wasn't. It was my problem. And I would advise anybody out there who's going out to a golf course and decides that they don't like it to maybe just check themselves for a second. Yeah, because um, you know, I mean, you don't. I mean. You kind of get to choose, but at the same time, uh, you also get to choose how you experience every minute of your life. And so if you're going to go through and sort of be like, well, I didn't like that life, I don't know. At the end, you'd just be, they'd be like, you don't get a refund. Well, it's all made up of choices that you make, right? Yeah. So, But the reason why I was kind of not vibing is because I don't, I don't really like playing golf alone. Yeah. I, I, I like being a crew that's doing the same thing together, working all together. I, I don't mind, quote, playing golf on camera but if we're all there, there wasn't a story for me to digest. Really, right. I didn't. I didn't have. Well, what was your first with. take on the property? I mean, what was your first take on the golf well, I, side of it? I had been there two years ago uh-huh. with Akbar, and we did the commercial for the Field Player shoes, like these right. moccasin golf shoes. And I, I was, I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't get it. I don't know why. I was just like, we're in the middle of Florida. I feel like we're in the middle of Florida. I don't understand why I'm in the middle of Florida. Right. And and I just didn't I, I I felt isolated and I still to some extent felt isolated in in um, stream song but yeah. but this time was was different because we had I basically believe Matthew Galloway the wonderful caddy for Michelle Wee and at stream song came out told us a lot of stories about his life and then at the end you know really di- clicking it back into and by the way we we did FaceTime Gil yeah. Clicking it back into this being a work of art of Gil, a sea scroll of his, a novel to read. By the way, just to be totally upfront, I did not want to FaceTime him because I don't want to bother him. Right. That's I, I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, yeah. But I like don't really want to. I don't want to do that. No, I know. But I'm so glad we did because I can. You can immediately tell that when we started talking on this FaceTime that we'll share on the YouTube video, but we'll give the audio in it, like once we have to go to commercial really quick. But you can tell he enjoyed it. Which is so funny to me. But anyway, yeah. once we tethered into those reasons to be there, the place just like 
blossomed for me. Yeah, well, I was like, he, I love this. And he provided a lot of context to it and a, and a lot of depth to his thinking. And, and you know, what, what really struck me from the conversation with him is that how focused on every aspect of the golf he was and, yeah. and every choice that he made on that property results in choices you have to make as a player. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of unusual. And then also, just he he provided some some depth and some some understanding to the choices that he did make, like some of the green complexes, and and that was kind of a running theme that I heard talking to a lot of the other patrons. There is that yeah, I heard a lot of complaints, and and he said it best. Gil said it best. He said a lot of people misunderstand them, and and when he explained us, and and you'll hear it, but when he explained to us what his thinking was about the green and kind of the how they evolved into being what they are. It all made sense, and, yeah. it, and it clicked together, and you could feel it out on the course. And you'll hear that in a second. What do you got, Cole? I was just going to say what we learned at Pinehurst is that Gil is very involved in all of his projects. You know, he's on site for months, if not a year, maybe at a time, I mean, with his family. He brought his family down to Pinehurst, um, down to Rio, um, and he's in the dozer. He's out there yeah. working the field, right? So... Um, he's obviously really cares about the project and that's why, you know, he puts a lot of love into it and, um, it, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, you can, you can see that in the end and you learn know, from him. And before we go, I think we should, we'll take a break and we'll play the Gill tape, but you know, before we go, I think it's, it's important to recognize what you just brought up there, the, the, the sweat, right. And, and the care, it goes back to a lesson that I learned from Dr. Parent, which we've talked about on the pod, which was the, uh, what's in the piece of paper. Yeah. Right? Do you see what's in the paper? Every, there's a cloud in the paper. Do you see the rain? Do you see the paper mill? Do you see the guy that drove the truck? Right. The woman that sold the paper in the thing? The Amazon delivery guy? The the ink? You know, there's so many things. And and it's kind of like to go out on a golf course. We we literally get so bound by just like the lead going onto the paper in front of us on the steering wheel that says whatever two three four five six maybe eight maybe one, but. You know, we get so fucking tethered to that that we forget that, like, oh, someone made this. Someone cared about us before we even knew oh, yeah. we would be here. Or before we even knew it existed. Yeah, I mean, or they care about their own experience. Like I was talking to a couple guys in the clubhouse who were I overheard them complaining about the greens and complaining about the course. Yeah. And I, I started talking to them and asking them what, what they thought about it and what their takes were and, and I asked them if they could separate their perspective on the course from how they played that day. And both of them said no. No one can. I cannot do that. Yeah, both of them said no. And, you know, I went out and I played, I don't know, six, seven holes of the course out there. And, and I don't know that I hit, I mean, like I hit one or two good shots, but I had an amazing time. And I loved every minute of it. And even today when we played Owlsworth, like, I, I don't even remember how I played, but I remember having an incredible time. And I think that the more I hang out with you, quite frankly, is the, the more I can separate those two things. Yeah. And the more I can forget about that question of how I played and the score and the, the transactional nature of golf and just appreciate all the other things. Like at Streamsong, it was appreciating the sheer beauty of it. I mean, it was walking through a painting, truly. Yeah. And that and sunset was nuts. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was, and the bunkering was, I've never yeah. seen anything like it, truly. Like some of those bunkers were, were, I mean, you could tell they were handcrafted, but but they also looked so natural. It was this weird, like, uncanny valley of, of bunkering. And then today it was about the crew that we were with and the fun that we were having. And it's, you know, I think that you need to be able to separate those two things. Hey, real quick before we just go to a break. I just, I'm curious to hear from both of you, maybe more Evan, because we've talked about it a little bit, is 
you know, it, I don't know if you know, but Evan, Evan was like, I want to change jobs. Like before we met, he was yeah. like, I, I want to do something in golf. I love golf. And so it was manifestation to some extent that we worked on the same with you and I Colt. Yeah. I'm making eye contact. If you're in the car, you don't know. <laughs> now I'm making eye contact with Evan. And, and you know, it was like, you were like, I, I want to get more into golf. And, and the irony you told me is that your wife, <laughs> your wife said that now that we're working together, you play much less golf. I know. It's true. It's true. It's <laughs> but, true. But what is that like? And, and is yeah. it equal? Like, like you get more of something, you get less of another. But what is it? Well, so... You know, like we were saying, I was working. I was working in management and consulting, and I was working with a variety of businesses. and And I'd always had an obsession with golf, and I'd always wanted to work within the golf industry to just be closer to it, to be spending more time on a golf course. And you know, I think in in my naive brain was thinking that that would result in me playing more. And we worked together for what three, four months or so, and and you know. We work together seven days a week to, you know, 15 hours a day or so. Is it only seven days in a week? Yeah, right. It feels like <laughs> eight sometimes. Um, and my wife, Katie, my wonderful wife, Katie, she, she has reminded me that, like, since we started working together, I basically don't play golf anymore. I spend almost every day on a golf course, and <laughs> I don't play that much golf. But I also feel like I've been playing more golf than ever. You're you're playing the life game of golf. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's so interesting because I I find that you know I get almost as much satisfaction as uh, hitting five six shots out on a golf course in like in the entire day than I do playing five hours you know a full eighteen hole round, which yeah, is but, so interesting. And that's a, that, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, that that's just a great transition into which we will talk about later or maybe even on another podcast, but into these alternative, you know, ways yeah. to play golf yeah. and the definition of golf. And that's something that we've been looking into recently. Yeah. But I, I've been the same way. My last full round was Oakmont when we went to Pittsburgh. Well, it's the last time I've played golf. Yeah, humble brag. Um, that was a good round. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that, which uh, is even a worse humble brag. Um, <laughs> it is funny that you don't even think of that. You're just like, yeah, we played Oakmont. We were working. <sighs> That's crazy. You don't, last you don't even think about it. We, we played Stream Song and then Islesworth. Yeah. Isleworth. 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 I keep mispronouncing <laughs> that. I have a tendency. Chichinista. Yeah. Um, sorry, inside joke. But you know what's funny is, you know, you, 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 the, that little quip that I made, the life game of golf, really yeah. made me think about, well, dude, I mean, it probably is more satisfying because if you yeah. think about it, what I see you get really wrapped up in now is these wonderful jobs that we have with the USGA. Yeah where you get to interface with people from the SCGA. We don't need to unpack this right now, but but the really cool thing is you basically generate uh, income by yeah. thinking about golf yeah. in a way that is beneficial to our community. Yes. And yes. that, I mean, come on, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, growing up in Los Angeles, I, I worked in politics. I mean, that's kind of my background is working in City Hall and, and working to make the city I grew up in and love better and better for my parents and better for my future kids and better for the community and golf has always been something that I've thought has the potential to be so much more and LA City has this incredible municipal system it has 13 courses and I, I grew up to play grew up playing on them and shout and out LA shout, shout out everybody who's listening from yeah. LA Respect. yeah for real for real Wilson Get, Harding oh, and everybody in LA yeah we have big news we don't have a date but we know when we're going to do our next. We know what our next meetup is going to be, and if you want to check it out, should we give them the info now? If they want to go before we set it up, Arm and Hammer, Holmby Hills. Oh yeah, go, go peep check it. it out. Go, go peep it because we're going to have a meetup there that's going to yeah. be like, it's going to be like reckoning. 
Yeah, like it's gonna be twenty five thousand. Bring your own flag stick. Yeah, bring. It. <laughs> oh my god, design your own flag stick. Oh my god, Ar- Arm and Hammer, and just real quick, Arm and Hammer. For those of you that don't know about it, it's right next to UCLA. It's a like maybe 13, 14, 15 hole or something. Who who knows how many it's holes kind are of a there? Choose it's, your own yeah, adventure. Exactly. It's in a park though. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. It's a yeah. like hit over a sidewalk. Yeah, there's there's people walking their dogs everywhere. The holes are all like fifty yards, maybe at that. It's it's kind of this weird mix of Kikuya where where a lot of the UCLA team would go out and play. A lot of the guys would go out and play before the the tournament in Riviera. But you know, it, it's it's a neighborhood course and it's a neighborhood spot to play golf in the middle of a park and it's crazy. And you know, going back to your point about using golf as a as a through road to make the world a better place, I think that that's always been something that has been kind of like itching in the back of my mind and and working just in, in straight consulting never scratched that itch. Well, now we're scratching that shit and what's cool for me is yeah. I only have so much bandwidth. Yeah. You increase it not by 2x but more. Yeah. You know, and Colt same like we let it when we get together we're like fucking It's amazing. Power Rangers or some shit or I say more like Ninja Turtles. It's amazing. I mean the pace <laughs> at which we have been working in the last couple of months is outrageous but it also feels incredible all right enough enough fucking jerking off here we're gonna go to a break we're gonna go to a break we're gonna listen to some gil hans and then we're gonna come back and talk about isleworth we might button up stream song if we can come up with something in the meantime yeah all right all right everybody we got an ad here today from audible could listening make you a better parent a better leader or even a better person could listening to motivating fitness programs get you fit could listening inspire you to start something new? I mean, I actually believe so. I listen to a lot of things that uh, definitely get me thinking uh, as far as meditation or golf or, you know, just just new ways of thinking about what I love. Uh, there's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. That's the entire planet. No one on the planet has more audiobooks than Audible. I mean, that's just, these are facts. That's not anecdotal. That is literally a fact. And anyway, now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. Whoa. It's a country club, folks. I'm pretty sure it's not as expensive. Anyway, Dr. Joe Parent's Zen Golf Book is on Audible, and it's recorded with the voice of Dr. Joseph Parent. Chris Nashawati's Caddyshack book is also on Audible. So those are two awesome members of the podcast that you can check out on Audible, which, you know, I'm actually going to do because I didn't read Chris Nashawati's book because I don't have time. So I'm going to check it out on Audible um, probably when I get on my flight tomorrow. Anyway, Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals. You can't hear the Audible originals anywhere else, just on Audible. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home and at the gym, or on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library that you keep forever, even if you cancel. Whoa, dudes, this sounds like an insane deal. Please check this out. Audible is the most the most inspiring minds and the most compelling stories. Audible, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial of Audible when you go to audible.com slash Anders. That's audible.com slash Anders, A-N-D-E-R-S. Or text 
Anders to 500-500. That's A-N-D-E-R-S to 500-500. That's actually cool. I didn't realize you could just text my name to some number called 500-500. I kind of want you to do that, and I want to see what the hell happens. Once again, you can get a 30-day trial of Audible by visiting audible.com slash Anders or text Anders to 500-500. Here's the deal, guys. A lot of you ask for discount codes and whatnot for all this stuff and that stuff and golf stuff. Dude, go check out Audible. Let's make you a better person by checking out all of this awesome stuff on Audible, whether it's Zen Golf, whether it's the, Nash, uh, the, the Caddyshack book, or whatever. You know, I might I might even come up with like a playlist that I can that I can share on here because this is something I want to get down with. Uh, really excited to be, uh, you know, reading this three minute ad now. Anyway, all right, y'all, check it out. Anyway, it's uh, last time audible.com slash Anders or text Anders to 500-500. A-N-D-E-R-S 500-500 audible.com slash Anders. Okay, bye. Yo, all right, the Adidas, y'all. Get into it. I know you may have seen those sick NMDs that I was wearing the other day, the Gore-Tex jams. Um, Anyway, here we go. This is from Adidas. Get the year and your golf game off on the right foot, quite literally. We all know a good golf swing starts from the ground up, and luckily Adidas has you covered. Tour 360, Addy Power Forged, Addy Cross, Addy Pure, all with boost. That's with a couple extra O's in there for pleasure. The best cushioning in the game. I can attest to that. Uh, but also all designed to perform on the course. So all you have to think about is your swing, which is definitely complicated enough. If you're like me, head over to adidas.com, click on the golf section and find the style that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf at Adidas Golf for all the latest news and info. Check it out. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. We're about to call Gil Hans. Um, What I need to do is first... We're going to do a slate, so this will allow us to slate to this. Ready? One, two, three. Ooh, that was good, right? That was my idea. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so we're going to call Gil Hans to talk about the course he designed. FaceTime. Like every time I put a, every time I do FaceTime, I like really get self-conscious. Yo! Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good, we're, uh, the... Oh, I got a friend who wants to talk to you. <laughs> Snowball. Snowball? Hey, what's up, Snowball? <laughs> um, Very cool. Dude, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no worries. Uh, how'd you like it? It was awesome, dude. We had a great day. I was definitely, like, uh... It felt kind of like, and I'm curious to know, I haven't really read much about it, so I'm curious to hear you. Were you given, like, complete freedom? Yeah, I mean, there were a few suggestions from the owner, but for the most part, yeah, we were given freedom on scale, routing, concept behind the greens and the whole thing. I mean, we can talk about this on camera if you want, but... I'm recording this. Oh, you are? Yeah. Gotcha! Hey, Gil! (laughs) Cole! What's happening? Evan! Hey. Snowball. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Yeah. It's a, it's, I know what I'm doing is illegal, but anyway. Yeah, so 
I mean, at the end of the day, Tim and I and the guys, we wanted to build something different. We are trying to build something different than Red and Blue, and I think they're very cool in the fact that they're commingled and they're more intimate. The scale is, I mean, the land's better and it's more dramatic, but the scale is different. So we were trying to build something much bigger and, and a completely different scale. Right. And so, like, were you at all, um, like, you know, I mean, because I, I think about, like, if you're an artist, right? Like, you would be, you, you would, if you were already two things going on and you already knew you had a lot to, like, do as an artist, were you, like, trying new things that you were worried about that I could see today that I, that I may have noticed or may not have? I'm curious. Yeah, I think we were, we were trying... I mean, we're, we're just trying to be creative. And I think that the ownership at Streamsong gave us the opportunity to be creative. They said, listen, you know, go ahead. If you got some ideas and some thoughts, run with it. And, you know, the greens are obviously the part of the golf course that is either either misunderstood or not appreciated or disliked. And people, you know, obviously they, they get a lot of strong reaction one way or the other. And, you know, we didn't set out to build a set of green complexes like that. But as it evolved, we kind of in trying to create short game opportunities from the side and around the greens, we basically put them all in the same grass. And then when we were growing it in, we mowed it all at the same height and it was cool and it was fun and it was interesting to play. And so it was like, well, why don't we see how this goes instead of building a more, you know, if, if you get into the center of what are considered the greens, they're fairly conventional. There's a lot of hole locations, but when you're on the surrounds, which is something we learned a lot in Scotland is, you know, when you, a lot of times when you're playing Scottish courses, the greens themselves are fairly benign, but the surrounds have got a ton going on. And so the recovery is more the, the, the difficulty versus the putting because it's so windy. I mean, you couldn't have all these crazy contours in the greens. And I think if you get into the heart or the core of the, what are considered the greens that on the black course, you see that, but in the periphery, even though it, because it's all mode is green, people look at those as being part of the green, and, and that's where the the misconception comes in as to we were trying to build the most radical set of greens ever, and we really weren't. Yeah, I mean, that's this whole kind of story that I was told about the Mini Verde and the Super and kind of having sort of difficulty accomplishing something. We don't need to get into that, but that's what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was, uh, at the end of the day, it was just, it was a fun project. We, we were kind of, um, we were given a long leash and I, I, I think we had some fun with it and trying to create something, you know, next to the two guys that we respect the most in the business. And, you know, I'll, I'm flattered when people compare our work to their work, but we were trying to build something very different from what they had done on this site in order to, you know, make the, the resort better. Right. If there was, a, if, if our course was just a, another, a reasonable facsimile of the other courses that wouldn't be nearly as exciting. Um, you know, I think there was a moment that I had on the eighth green looking to the left uh, towards the sixth green. This Is it the sixth, the long par three? Five. Five. Looking back, there's this good bunker. I, good thing I knew that, otherwise you'd be like, call me a fraud. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, 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 ah. Um, five. I, uh, I could have walked you and this could be like a prank show. No, but in between five and eight green, there's this like kind of unusual bunker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. Like, 
what's up with that bunker? Why is it so charming? And why was I drawn to it? And why did Matthew Galloway, whom I think you know, why did he say that that's his favorite bunker on the property after just, like, we, we all had this, like, little affinity with this weird little bunker. Yeah. So that was basically to provide separation between the homes. I mean, you've got the landform there, and then we, we started cutting into bunkers on eight front left, and then we wanted to try and almost retain clay from five. So if somebody pulled one, it wouldn't wind up down on eight. So those little sort of chiclets, uh, elevated bunkers just fit in there. And I can't remember which one of our guys was detailing them out. They just that's part of the cool thing about it. They start off one way and they finish up a different way. And, and Jim and I are as thrilled to see that evolution and, and the outcome as, as anybody is. Um, so they started, started out with function, but then they turned into this quirky kind of odd buffer between these, these two holes. Yeah, I, I saw it again on 14. There's a, there's a, there's a bunker on the T. And I was like, what? I've never seen that. That was if, in case some long hitter decided that they were going to try and drive 13 green, like if the tees were up on 13. Ah. Or or if they just totally lost (laughs) it way, way right. That's what what that was there for. Um, Okay, last question. Or no, two two other questions. When I was in between five and eight, I, I... you know, I probably won't include this in the edit because I like to be a positive person, but I'll say to you, like, I was having an interesting experience being there because I, everyone comes at golf from a different place, right? They're, they're looking for something different. And obviously the stream song clientele is looking for that one trip a year togetherness. They probably aren't going to go to Scotland. Um, you know, they, they want, they want the wonderful minimalist golf experience. They want really good conditions and, and good accommodation. I have like a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want the weirdest thing possible that no one knows about. And I probably want it to be raining, you know? Yeah. And, and it didn't really click for me, uh, the entire resort that is, until I was like, wait a minute, this whole place is basically a museum. It's a museum for how golf could be for those people that aren't going. It's the, it's the natural history museum for those of us that don't live so long ago, you know what I mean? Or don't have access to one of these wonderful private courses that you, you know, had the opportunity to work on or et cetera. Do, do you, do you have a framework for how you see stream song amongst all the other work you do or, or. Yeah, I, I think it was, I mean, we, we obviously had other opportunities that were high profile, but this was the first time you said we get to put our work next to those guys, but also at a, at a, in a, on a site at the resort that embraced what we believe about architecture. And I think, you know, what we believe about architecture is that golf is, is there's a discovery to it. And that I hope that you, you, you discovered something there, you played it once, that the next time you come back, you're going to discover something else. And, you know, that's a difficult thing for an architect to, you know, almost, you're kind of putting your, your neck on the line there because what if the guy didn't like it or had a bad experience and he's never going to come back and, and learn more or figure out more like okay next time I play the 14th I'm not going to try and drive it I'm going to hit it short so I've got a little spinny chippy shot in there instead of a three putt right um, I did, I did thank you Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's just that, that that discovery walking through this vast landscape and you know for you that discovery was this really odd spot between five and eight 
for somebody else it might be um you know the the double horseshoe on the 15th green i mean there's we we love to build in environments like that and stream song i think was the first place where we were given the opportunity to be that creative in a setting where you're talking about where you're, you have high exposure a lot of people you know we've done it on private courses that we've built we did it on the olympic course but nobody's going to rio to play golf down there so i mean this was the first chance for us to do it and we thought let's build a solid golf course but let's maybe take some chances and hope that people appreciate that is one of the biggest chances uh the ninth punch ball green yeah that's 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 different it is very different. So we got into it thinking, all right, we want to build a punch bowl, which, you know, you've played enough places that that exists. But then we thought, well, let's make it so different that it's not okay just to be in the bowl. you got to be either right or left. And if you are on this voyage of discovery, either your caddy's smart enough to point it out or you're smart enough to figure it out when you go into 3D. When you're up on two green, you get a great look into the bowl. When you're on going to three, when you're going walking across the three tee, you get another great look at the ball. So on this discovery, I mean, you should be looking in there and go, okay, you know, the, the flag's on the left or it's on the right side of that ridge. So, you know, for for myself, I'm the average guy, I and mean, I'm in the ball, I'm happy, and it's a fun putting experience. But for somebody <laughs> who's trying to score or trying to play, you know, that level of sort of separation of not just getting in the ball makes it more challenging and more interesting. So that's that's why we divided it into almost two, you know, a punch bowl within a punch bowl. Yeah. It's interesting, man. I enjoyed it. And I was shocked when I was told that there was, I, I don't know where the stat came from, and I'm not sure if you know, one of 12 in America. Wow, that's it. Yeah. We'll have to make more of it. That's so much fun. <laughs> a guy sent a 13 coming soon. Um, yeah, probably. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I just like, I feel like I'm just following your breadcrumbs. So it's cool, man. No, we're happy to leave a trail. And we're happy that, you know, people who love golf are following it. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, man. All right, Gil. Well, I'll, we're going to miss Gil. Gil gets here tomorrow, like the minute after we leave. So were you, were you wearing your watch, Gil? Let's see it. Yeah, we'll leave to you on the way in. On the but way out. Are you wearing your watch right now? My watch? Yeah, I got to see it if you're wearing it. Let's see it. Uh, which no, I actually have a different one on. What do you have on now? Is that uh, a p- this? So uh, this it's a 1963 Rolex. So that's the year I was born, and for my 50th birthday, my wife gave, Tracy gave it to me. So it's kind of a cool, old school, smaller deal, leather band, kind of minimalist. I, I like it. It's oh my chunky. God! Bless her heart. What a great gift. Yeah, she's she's the best. There's, I'm I'm the, I'm the luckiest guy. I get to do what I love, and you know this wonderful woman working with me to do make it all happen. So it's cool. So I bought myself a gift the day that we confirmed the job for the USGA. Okay. And it's not a Batman, but it is it is a. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Captain America, right? The, whatever the, that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a GMT by Tudor. That's great. Yeah, so. Beautiful piece. Now we just need to sync up our GMTs every time we get on the road. All right, next time I'll wear that. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a good night. Thank you. You guys. Thanks. Later. Cheers. See you. Bye-bye. See you, y'all. Thanks, you Yeah, so. Um, so what was your takeaway after getting off the phone with, with Gil? What was your, what did you glean from that conversation? How did it shift your perspective on, on that course having just come off of it? 
I mean, you know, like I said earlier, like it was just being able to have a story to attach it yeah. to for me was enough. You know, I mean, we, we I, and I said it in the conversation, like we, we go around to the weirdest of the weird looking for the wildest of the wild. And Stream Song is, uh, is an interstate on that, on, that, on that comparison. But that doesn't mean that it's not totally valid to go visit. And ultimately, you know, we got a few questions that said, like, oh, should I go visit? Is it worth it? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Where do you live and how much do you earn? Yeah. yeah how much do you spend on golf typically? Right. Um, for me, um, I, I'm, it's not me. Yeah. Right. It, it, would, it would probably never be me. But that doesn't mean that it's not good and that I'm not happy that I visited I'm happy that I visited as a student of Gil Hans and of golf and the way people golf, the way the way we golf. But for me, like I would, I would want to go to Sweetens Cove or right. I would go to Pacific Grove, you know, or uh, you know, Forest Woods or something, whatever that Mackenzie Niner, Forest mm, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern California. You know, I'm gonna. I, I, that's what I'm gonna do. But you know, yeah. I, I like I like it when it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's I would go back there. Right. You should. I would, and I would. I would go with some buddies, and I would just geek out on golf. Yeah, I would and, just and play, eat good food. Yeah, eat eat great food. I would play like every single day, three rounds a day. I would go mess around on the little par three course they By have. The way, I would, as you say this, I want to go back. It so just, I'm the hypocrite. Like I, I'll do anything, but my, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like so, I don't know what you should do, but if you look at it, and it's worth. Just try it. Everyone should just try it. Yeah, I mean, the thing I liked about it a lot is that the golf was good it was interesting and it's a golf mecca everyone there loves golf yeah that was cool and that's cool like every single person you'd meet in the elevator uh, the, wait, the waitress didn't love golf that one anyway yeah she didn't she didn't play <laughs> she, she was open to going out and play but you know everyone that you would bump into every single person that got in the elevator you'd say what are you playing and they'd be like oh man i'm playing 36 holes in the next two days yeah. or like they were just golf geeks which i love i love to see people that are all about it and, yeah. you know, when we came back off of the course, it was the sun was setting. It was gorgeous. They have this awesome putting course that's out in the back of the clubhouse. And it was packed. There was like 35 guys. There was the mosquitoes were like bumping and like it was getting crazy. And there was like 30 guys out there just like putting, you know, half of them without their shoes on. And there's like drink coasters everywhere. And it's clearly it, it's clearly a place where it's filled with people that are passionate about the game. Yeah. Now, whether they're critical about the greens or they're critical about whatever, it doesn't matter. They all love golf and they're there to just bask in its glow a little bit. And so I love that. And it's a place where I could see myself going back with some buddies and just like be living it, just like diving in head first and playing yeah. golf from sunrise to sundown and hitting the par three in between and eating good food. And, yeah. and we did the spa. That was really good. 20 bucks. Yeah. That was a good deal. Yeah, that was fun. Hot tub was fucking jamming. By the way, the guy that was really critical of the greens, I'm sure he's coming back. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah. he's also, yeah. you, could, you could just tell that he, it, for me, he was the kind of guy that was not a great golfer that blames the course. He said he shot 74. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's what? The guy who told me that I was going to three putt every hole shot he, a 74. Three putt? He no, said no, 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 five putt. I think it was a different guy. Different uh, guy. These, was it the guy in the morning? No, no, no. This is a guy at the clubhouse in the afternoon. I met him in the bathroom. No, well, we exposure. did find a story at Stream Song, and can we share what that story was? Yeah. What we got into? Galloway. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Galloway. The caddy, the caddy to the stars. Oh, Wh man. Which, by the way, I mean, we um, were fortunate enough to spend a week with Galloway in Scotland, and those episodes haven't come out yet. No one has really met Galloway through our YouTube channel yet. Right. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even podcast with him, which I regret. I always regret not doing because he just feels like an old friend, and you're like, "Oh, we did that already." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but it was cool. We dug into his life as LPGA Tour Looper, major winner, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, suggested the shot that Michelle had, gave her the read Amazing. to win the U.S. Open. Uh, and, I mean, you know. Amazing. On his you? off time, he caddies a stream song. I yeah. don't think a lot of people know that. I didn't no. know that. Yeah. And no, loves no minimalist that. golf, loves fried egg, you know, mm-hmm. just, we, and came to Scotland with us on a whim. And, by but, the way, is a great player. Um, oh yeah, he literally the whole puckers when see, he, when he gets on the team. He, he games, he games, <laughs> he games. So anyway. it's just cool to see his home, kind of you know where he lives. He's been there for the last six years, even though he lives an hour away, like yeah. most people do. No one lives there. Well, but, that's also what's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on out of stream mm-hmm. song. Anyway, check it out if you like. I'm curious to know your thoughts. Um, you know, I mean, it's everybody wants something different, and it's it's a great buddy spot. It's a great. It's it's probably a great. Uh, bachelor party vibe where you're not yeah. going to get in too yeah. much trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's yeah. kind of what I thought. Zero trouble. Yeah, trouble on the greens, but yeah. that's it. Um, but also, but then again, one one of the things I have a weird time with is I have a hard time going back to places, you know. Yeah. And the, but then I go back to this thing where I'm like, no, I would go play Beth Page Black. Yeah, I would, I I would go. I would go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, well, we so, don't need to get into this. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Isleworth. Yeah. Isleworth. That place is bonkers. So, Colt, can you contextualize Isleworth? There's a lot of people listening to the pod that don't know everything you know about, you know, PGA Tour, about Tiger Woods. You know, there's a lot of people that do, right. but you, you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of baked in like macaroni into Isleworth sure. for golf fans that they might not know about. Which I really learned today as well. I didn't realize Tiger's house was like there, there. I didn't, I didn't connect oh, yeah. that to Isleworth. And not just Tiger's house, Tiger's. House house layer. Tig- Tiger's house at the height, and oh, where he won the, all of bottom. his majors. It was a, it yeah. was Tiger's house at the at the most wild uh, flick of the right. of the meter in his life. Yeah, where he won all of his majors, he was living there. And yeah. where and where he fell from grace. Yeah, he like lived. It across- was the he didn't leave the property for a month. He lived across the street from the from the driving range. They they the putting green out there on the range. They call what they call it, the it's tiger's lair. Oh, the tiger's putting green. I, can't yeah, I guess it's just tiger, tiger's putting green, well, but he, he was grinding all day. Isleworth is the only course in the world that has true tiger tees. Yeah, and we played them. We did. We did. We did. They that weren't was... that far. They weren't far, far back. Well, I made a couple of pars from the tiger tees and, and I'm just, I'm a slouch, you know? Well, I think you're uh, giving us a little hint of what's to come yeah, in the video. Exactly. With... <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's just stick to Isleworth. We don't need to tell the story of who we played with and how we played. I, I'm just, gotcha. Isleworth itself to me, it, that story didn't really get told on the video, I don't right. think. But I'm curious to just dive into that because th- that to me is a story. Yeah. Just the place and just and just your experience of it. Can you can you go a little more, Cole? Yeah. Well, I mean, my first experience of Isleworth. I mean, I've heard of it, Isleworth and Lake Nona, and yeah. I know that because of the Tavistock Cup, which, if you're kind of a golf nerd geek, happened. I think from like 2004ish to 2011, um, where it's a you know, it's like an unofficial, one of those kind of unofficial PGA Tour tournaments where they have teams of four players from different clubs. And it was, I think it started with just like Nona and Isleworth, but then they added Albany and a few others, one from England even. Um, and it was one of those things that's on Golf Channel, like I think even maybe in the middle of the week that you would watch just late at night, or maybe that's, uh, you know, reruns in Hawaii or something like that. But uh, anyway, that's the first time I heard of it. I knew that pros lived there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a pro mecca. Um, and that was, uh, you know, it's funny. I actually recognized some holes today from that broadcast from like, uh-huh. you know, over 10 years ago. So that was cool. And that's just kind of my personal, you know, thing. Obviously more people know the tiger story and whatnot. Well, I didn't even, you know, now that you can bring up the Tavistock cup, like I know the name, no clue what it is. <laughs> no clue. It's kind of like a, I mean, I don't know what the format is. I can't remember, but, but it's, it's like, like a I team would, play. It's like a president's cup, a Ryder's cup, but yeah. it's an amateur play. 
So it's not a Walker Cup. No, I mean, yeah, it, it's something along those lines of team play and whatnot. But I guess it's cool because it's not by country, like Ryder Cup, President's Cup, and whatnot. Yeah. It's a little more of a mix. But it doesn't happen anymore anyway. No. Okay. So anyway, we're there. Isleworth, super expensive. I mean, I heard a couple hundred grand, hundred grand. Um, yeah, on their yeah. Instagram page, they build themselves as one of the most prestigious country clubs in the country. The Augusta of Florida, we read. Yeah, that's what they said. Quote, quote, it was an anonymous quote. Well, you know what's is, interesting about by, by a PGA Tour player and uh, Isleworth member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the website, could have been Stuart Appleby. Could have been, <laughs> which I feel oh, like could have been cheeky, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, bringing up you know money, you learned an interesting thing that I think uh, yeah, really resonated with you. What was that? Sort of off the record, we asked, but I feel like we can paraphrase. Basically, I was curious to know what the relationship is with tour players, Web.com. Uh, in Florida and how that works mm-hmm. with Isleworth and stuff like that. And basically the, the gentleman we were talking to who basically said, look, like, you know, we do a lot to keep this place up to a standard. Um, if a player moves here and they want to practice, but they, you know, are new, we might give them a, you know, a little break and then say, look, I mean, but if you go on to like win and stuff, like you should pay like a normal uh, member because, you know, we, we are committed to keeping this course and this property at a standard that suits you as a professional. Right. So before the Masters, our greens are running at the same speed. So don't, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not a charity, but at the same time, you know, we, we do seek to support that culture of, you know, blue collar athletes out there, you know, well, only getting paid when they win. I mean, they really see it. And it was the general manager we were speaking with. And, and he was saying they really see it as a practice facility for PGA Tour players and professional golfers. And so like down to all of the different players having their different balls that they play with, they go and oh, handpick yeah. the range. To make sure that all of the and they assemble all of the balls for each of the individual players that play different types of balls, and so that's they, that's hard. It's like to do. week in, week out on the PGA Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, every day they're they're out there grinding, which is amazing. The ball separation is nuts. That's crazy. By the way, we were driving down the uh, road in the car and kind of checking out Tiger's place and going to the back of a range and whatnot, and I was. Had a feeling that uh, you know they have nice balls on the range, and that's kind of an always you know always a thing when you go to a nice course, like what kind of driving range balls they have. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving down uh, Eric and I in the car, and I saw a ball. I was like, and I stopped. I was like, go check that out. He <laughs> Eric grabbed it. What did you say? Like, Provy, Provy, practice Provy. Love yeah. it. There's just I mean, something it's gotta about be. that. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. I was I was a little. I mean, it was in the road. Like it was it was just a Provy in the road. But like I was I was surprised they weren't like a little newer. Actually, like I was kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, but then you know, I'm I go to like you know. Oh, it was a 2016s, you know, V2 version of the Pro. No, it was yeah, actually later than that. Can I tell you guys a crazy story about balls? Yeah, like I, I might get in trouble for telling the story. That's how good it is. I, I did I tell you a story about waste management? I don't think I ever did. All right. So anyway, I'll go. I'll try to get through it real quick. Ready? So I'm at the waste management my first year, and basically Scratch is like, we don't know what we are, we don't know what you are, but you should go to the waste management and figure it out. And I was like, okay. So I went, and my job was to make a trailer. Adventures in Golf hadn't really even been approved yet, but I just went with a camera crew, and I was like, okay. And then remember when they announced Scratch? It was a picture of me and Emmett Smith walking down the stripe on the way to the green from the 16th tee. And it was just me, Emmett Smith, and Ricky Fowler. And I was just like, what's going on? But, like, you know, it was a lot of materials around what Scratch would be. Anyway, part of what I thought my job was was to go there and find out what I thought was interesting. It was when I, it was about main interview when I interviewed Chris Berman and I was like, what do I do as a host? And he's like, focus on what you're interested in and believe that others will care. And that's like, since echoed throughout my life. It's good advice. It really is. I, I, I say it all the time. It's amazing. 
in that in I was on the driving range interviewing Chris. I went into the uh, there's a little tent halfway up the driving range, and I went in just to I had to pass, and I was just like, "What is everything?" I think it was my first time. No, it wasn't my first time. But anyway, I was I was in this little tent, and I, all these guys were dividing up the balls, and I was like, "Oh, cool," you know. And I was like, "Look all around. There's all these cardboard boxes, Callaway, you know, Taylor Made, uh, Strixon, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? All the balls, Nike balls, Titleist." And then there was like, and I was like talking to the guys and they're just guys. They're like interns, you know, and the balls get cleaned and then they got to separate them one by one. And sometimes there was like two Callaway bins for like different types. But then there was like another bucket that was like off to the side and it was tiny. And I was like, what's that bucket? And he's like, it's Tiger's bucket. Oh, and I was like, what's up with Tiger's bucket? And um, they didn't answer. And I was like, I was like, can I grab one? And they didn't answer again. So I just went over there and I picked it up and I looked at it and I was like, so this is Tiger's ball, huh? And it was kind of one of these situations where, like, you know, when you're going into some place and like you're 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 probably about to extract information that could be negative, but you're just like, I need to get this information. And he didn't say that I could touch them. You know, it's like I was just like, I just now I'm now yeah. I'm in fascination yeah. mode. Yeah. So this guy, this poor sweet guy, I was like, I was like, so what's up with this ball? Like, this is Tiger Woods' golf ball. And he's like, Yeah. And I was like, What? What? There's Nikes right next to it. Why is it not the other Nike? They both say res and black. Or whatever it was at the time, you know? And and he's like, here's how you know it's Tiger's ball. You see that? And I was like, no. And he's like, look closer. You see it? And there was like no joke. Like the tiniest dot in between the words resin and black. Like not like a dot like with a felt to pen. Like a dot with a with like a very, very fine ballpoint pen. You know, like like it was like a period in between the words. It wasn't like marketed. Like it was like this ball was different. So oh. I was fascinated. I kept the ball. I was like, can I keep this? He said, no. And I was like, cool, thanks. I put it in my pocket. <laughs> left. And I was just like fucking bubbling because I had a story. What's up with Tiger with the ball? So then that night I went to my uh, PGA Tour employers, you know, three guys, executives. Maybe they're listening. I don't know. But old news doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> he doesn't play Nikes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go. I, we're at dinner. And I pull out the ball. And I'm like, guys, you know what this is? And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's, it's Tiger's ball. Go through the whole story, and I'm like, look, I think my first video for Scratch should be, I'm going to cut this open and discover the difference between Tiger's actual ball and Tiger's, quote, ball. Like, what we think Tiger's ball is and what Tiger's ball actually is. Yeah. And, and they, all the guys from the PG Tour were like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are not telling that story. And... You know, at the time I was pretty naive. Obviously, Evan's here to, yeah. you know, incorporate brands into what we do. And I'm sure you could see that not going over well with one of the largest golf at the time club and ball manufacturers in the world. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's I, interesting. I, I lost that ball. Never, yeah, I was, never, I was just going to ask. I, you I played with it. it. I did play with it. With it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. I played Eric. pretty well at Palm Springs. I played yeah. somewhere in, at Shadow Ridge in Palm Springs. Yeah. I lost it. Yeah, I lost it. It's with the Gus National I ball. I played like 13 holes with it, actually. I was playing pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, um, but but anyway, yeah, Isleworth. It's the cool thing about Isleworth for me is you is you don't realize that you're on the set of a reality show. Yeah, you're literally like uh, lives of the PGA Tour is happening in and around you, uh, but it also is just a golf course. So it seems familiar, right? You've seen it on TV. I've been there. It's a golf course as well. Like it's just normal. It has all the structures of a golf course, but it's like it's like the Staples Center. Well, I mean, I mean, think of it this way. So we were hanging out. I think we were waiting for. I don't know. We were doing some some video stuff, and Retief Goosen just drives right by. He's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Yeah, Billy Horschel played through us. Yeah, 
That was cool. Hung out with Stuart Appleby. Played with Stuart Appleby. Nine, a quick nine. Yeah. yeah. A casual nine. Did some trick shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really liked it. You know, I think we were on the first tee for a minute, Colt. And I, the first, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. I'd, I'd only stood next to it. I'd never been on it. It was an unusual first tee. It was, yeah. I was going to bring that up. I mean, it is probably the size of a small basketball court yeah, or half court on. or like a public park basketball court. Yeah. yeah. Actually, is the exact size of the first tee, which also functions as the tenth tee on the other side of, um, uh, what separates it? Um, oh yeah, the stock exchange bull, a yeah. life size yeah. replica yeah. of the stock exchange. Well, it's not a replica; it's the same. It's by the same artist. It's they the same the right. sculpture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of like buying the replica, you know, um, Premier League soccer ball to the uh, game Premier League soccer ball. It's a difference of like ninety dollars, and that's a soccer ball. This is a statue. Yeah. yeah. Well, they I, they own it, I guess. You're right. It's the real deal. Yeah, right. The, the owners own the yeah. actual rights to the yeah. to the bull. It's yeah. so strange to me. The it's bull, like the bull's brother is in the, New York. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're twins. It doesn't make any sense to me. The bull. I don't. Do you get the bull? There's a lot of weird uh, art at Isle. There's, there's a lot there's, of sculptures. There's, there's, there's a lot of sculptures. There are sculptures. All I mean, we were driving down. <gasps> some are off road. Some are kind of out and yeah, whoa. Hidden. And then I just got hit with the image of like almost religious. Yeah. Like, yeah. The hooded. That. Oh, actually, it's right in front of the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah, they're the like hooded, statues. like oh, yeah, hooded religious nuns. figures that are yeah. what twelve feet tall. I'm like, dude, this <laughs> is kind of scary. Easily, easily. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's so interesting to contrast Stream Song and and Alworth and and the the scale of both is massive and impressive. The the grandeur, the austere, it's like all so interesting in different ways, right? Whereas Stream Song, as I said, I really saw it as as a painting. It's a kind of homage to to minimalist golf. It's this like museum, as you were saying, about the bunkering, and it's so interesting. And then Isleworth is this the totally other version of it, which is this monument to professional golf and and to practice facility and to to like opulence in in a sort of way. I mean, we were there in a particular strange day. There was there was the car show uh, in the morning. It was probably about. Uh... Eighty million dollars of cars oh. made up of thirty cars. One was twenty-five. One one took a big chunk. No, two, two. It's more, probably 20, more than twenty-five yeah. each. The, yeah, the, 25 the each. McLaren and the nineteen sixty-six like mint condition, yeah. some sort of Ferrari. Yeah. And the McLaren was there was only one seat and it was oh. in the fucking middle. It's oh, like a yeah. trolley in yeah. downtown Honolulu. It's <laughs> exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's a trolley, trolley for very rich people, but just for one. It yeah. was bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre. And what's yeah. funny is now when we, you know, when we now when we talk about the art at the Isleworth course, I go back and then when what's funny is last night when we were at Stream Song, the Blacks um, Clubhouse. You mentioned reminded you of the clubhouse at the bridge. The bridge. And what's funny is the bridge has a lot of artwork throughout the course. Quite literally a mixture of the two. It's literally that's kind of crazy now. Yeah. It's so cool to be able to like, you know, if 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 going through golf courses in your life is like merely buying colors of paint, then the more you play, the 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 more you can think about golf differently and therefore like just see it differently, you know? As soon as you said the whole bridge thing, there was cars there today too. Oh, that's right. The bridge is on a racetrack. Well, yeah, and every single, you know, there is life-size, there's a life-size cardboard Ferrari in the men's locker room at what? the bridge. What? It's crazy. It's pretty But, it's all, it's, pretty but it's all, you know, auto racing and stuff like that. That's the theme. And then today, we're saying it's a mixture, and there's a car show there. Right. That's wow. crazy. Wow. That is really weird. Yeah. 
And there was another weird coincidence that I don't. We're not going to be able to tell anywhere else. We might as well just tell it right now. Should we? Should we tell the story about Miles? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I was kind of hanging out with with Stuart. First, first off, this is the fucking weirdest story. Yeah, this is this is kind of wild. Like, did it strike I mean, you guys as it, weird? Oh, it threw me for a loop. When when I when we figured it out, it it blew me away. Yeah. So, I was talking to humble brag, Stuart Alby outside. We were looking at his. Or GTO. I mean, dude, it's just a fucking brand. It's a yeah, fair enough. Um, so we're we're hanging out, and he introduces me to some of his friends, and and we start talking. I start talking to this very lovely woman, and and we're just kind of you know whatever, making casual conversation. And she she mentions that her late husband um, wrote the very popular song these days, um, uh, Africa by the band Toto. He was the drummer there. And we're kind of talking about some other stuff, and she's telling me about her son, who's a filmmaker. He works for the Smithsonian, and actually, I think you'd, you'd like his work. We should check it out. Um, but she also tells me about her her son, who tragically passed away recently, and a couple other things. And anyways, um, I, I go back to you. I meet up with you, and, and I'm kind of telling you about this this woman I met, and just a little bit of a, a little bit of background on her. And I mentioned the thing about uh, the band Toto. And you kind of look at me weird, and you're like, "Wait a second i i knew I knew a kid whose whose dad was in that band. He he passed away though, and I I was just kind of floored because it was immediately clear that this was the the mother of the the friend that you had. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I uh, and what's funny is as we as we kind of dug in deeper, I now remember his name is Miles. It was, was Miles, and I I went to uh, I went when when we had a mutual friend. It was. Uh, my my friend called me and said, "Look, I I'm I'm I have this friend Miles and he's got a drinking problem. Can you help him?" And I was like, "Sure." And this is like I don't know, probably ten years ago, and uh, you know, so I took him out and we like we like went out and hung out and like did the sober thing together. And he was like just smoking cigs and just like a lot of coffee, you know. And we just joked and um, you know, it was weird. And I remember I remember he was like, "Oh, you like golf?" And and you know, Miles and I were like couldn't be more opposite. You know yeah. what I mean? Like long black hair, tight, just all black clothes, kind of just like vibe of like that. You know, his dad was obviously a rock star. Yeah. Um, and he was a brilliant musician as well. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, Oh, you like golf? He's like, You know, I grew up with Tiger Woods and I was like, All right, cool. <laughs> and he's like, No, no, really, like we live right next to him and, and I grew up I, my parents live in Isleworth and, and you know, I don't really play golf, but you know, whatever and and i was like cool man you know like and, and i you know i didn't want anything i was just like yeah cool cool you yeah, know whatever yeah. and um i mean it's just so weird because then we, we went inside and i was like hey was your son's name miles and she was like yeah yeah i i took you inside because i mean i had to introduce you to her so i took you inside and you met susan um and you you asked her about miles and and you know it was immediate like you could see her face kind of change and yeah. and she was surprised and and kind of but also very, you know, she's, and I heard later, she was very thankful that we had that conversation with her, that you shared a little bit about your history with Miles. You, you shared a little bit about your past together and, and, you know, just talked with her a little bit about him. It's interesting. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about this when we started talking about Miles, but, you know, yesterday when we were at Stream Song, we did talk with uh, Scott, the director of golf, whom I ran into at a course in Australia yeah. and was yeah. like, hey, and I was like, what? How we meet, and he's like, "Oh, we met at Winter Park in Orlando." And, anyways, we we went around with Scott for a few holes yesterday, and and he explained that um, the crazy story about how someone went to Streamsong 
and played their last round of golf. Oh wow, that was wild. Yeah, yeah Cole, do you remember that story really well? Can you can you kind of? I don't really remember it that well. Scott really put, you know, it, it was kind of the, a part of the transition between what we were feeling there. Um, I think it was on, well, we, we played maybe six or seven holes in the morning, and he shared the story of a gentleman that basically called him up. I don't think it was, you know, maybe it was from the area, maybe not, but he called him up and he said, you know, I, I you know, or maybe he told Scott the story after the round or whatever, but he said uh, he was just had some health conditions. He knew he wasn't going to play much longer, and he just wanted to kind of go out on a bang. And so he chose uh, Stream Song Black as his last round of his life. And I've never thought of that before. Yeah, I've never thought of my last round. I mean, you know, I think um, our, our caddy Matt, not Galway, another another Matt there, was saying you, you always kind of think you're just going to, you know, play until, you know, you're in the ground. I've certainly, you know, I've never, never thought of that, but... Um, so he uh, he made a it sounds like a tough decision, but at the same time, I think it was probably quite enjoyable. I would think. Do you think he chose black because of the color? Because like morbid the color? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I think he knew it was a Gil Hans design. No, um, no. but uh, that was just, just really cool. He to just hear. liked it. And he was with his friends. Yeah. 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 I think about that a lot. I think about the last round. Really? Yeah. What do you think the last well, round? I mean, will be? You, I th- I think about it a lot just in my life. Like I think about death a lot. I think there's a last round and you know, th- there's always a last round. Everybody's got a last round, but this yeah. guy chose his last round. Yeah. And that's, what's interesting. Yeah. You don't get to do that very often. No. What if he doubles back though? What if he's like, eh, one, more. <laughs> one, one more, I mean, I'm making jokes, but you know, why do you think about death a lot? Um, well, I think it's important, right? It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, um, when we, when we show up to the location, we look at, when does the sun set? It's the first thing I want to know. How much time do we have? Oh. And the thing about death is just that. It's like, all right, oh, I don't, ooh, shit. We don't know when the sun sets. How do you think it uh, informs your choices? I mean, it's like, it's any, any, any book would, would say the same thing, I, which is just you, uh, you, you stay up a little later and you get up a little earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing tonight. Yeah, there you go. Copy that, Sergeant. <laughs> private second class I thought it was first class second, first class first class, <laughs> first class yeah Benny what is Colt what is Colt yeah Benny oh, Wayne right, shout out Major Schnoodle um, now the uh, you know um, you know um, oh, what the fuck was his name I'm forgetting um, dang it hang on I gotta pause hang on yeah okay now I remember Bing Crosby do you yeah, know what his okay. last words were no that was a good round, fellas. Oh, I forget. He died on the course? Yeah, he died walking from or, the 18th green to the club. On what? In L.A.? No kidding. No, it was like a weird course. Like It was like Spain or something. Wow. Well, did you know, uh, fun fact, his son Nathaniel won the 1981 U.S. Amateur Championship at Olympic? <laughs> I did not. I d- Isn't that definitely crazy? didn't know that. Nathaniel. We should interview Nathaniel. He's a golfer? Yeah. Dude, Clearly. let's get Nathaniel. Anyone out there listening, you know idea. Nathaniel Crosby? Yeah, he's in Northern California. Get on. Wow. Let's do it. Yeah, that's, that's a great. That's a yep. Yeah. That's it. That's we, a good idea. We'll try to remember that. Everybody, thanks for listening. Any closing? Anything? No, we're good, right? We got it. I got one closing remark. I wanted to circle back to um, what what you were asking Evan about not playing golf, kind of oh, on yeah. these trips. I just want to share my experience of, you know, uh, and I think I've shared this before, but I've always, you know, whenever I go to a golf course, I play eighteen, 
I never pick up, and I put the ball into the hole. Yeah. Or chip it in. Um, but I... <laughs> With an eyebrow raise. There's, there's always yeah. a score. I always know what I shot. Right. I, I I always know what I sh- you know where I'm standing at, it, no matter what hole it is. And it's just funny over, and I've shared this with many people now that we've met, but over the past few months of, you know, um, traveling together and working and stuff like that, I I couldn't be more opposite now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's gone away. Like, honestly, Scotland was the only place, you know, in recent memory where I was, like, dying to play each and every <laughs> hole I, I wanted it. to play. I, I was like I, I, like, I need to. Um, but it's funny that now... That uh, I mean, we we go to incredible stream song black I like Isleworth, and what's funny is I consider myself, you know, now being there and because we experience it. That's what it is. We don't just drive in and drive out. No. We experience it, and I experience it in a in a in a way that's you know, and again, this is me kind of running around and shooting or finding people and trying to find stories or thinking creatively about things that we can do, and it's different than playing. So yeah. I kind of experienced the course in a different way. And honestly, it, it satisfies myself now. I don't, I, I'm not dying to play wherever we go now. Um, you know, I, basically every part three, I do kind of want to play. Like Ace Cam, I'm <laughs> yeah, really into yeah, Ace Cam. And like, that's just sure. fun. Yeah, yeah, but, but now for me, it's shots. Like it used to be a round. That's and like, if I didn't finish the round, I'd be like, well, you know, didn't finish that. Or, you know, it didn't like count almost. Now I love playing shots. Yeah. So like I can go out to the Callaway launch of it and hit five cuts with the driver and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like I experienced that. I was like, cool, great. I go to Isleworth uh, or Stream Song yesterday and I was like, I want to putt this punch bowl. Like that's what I want to do, right? Or hit a tee shot on a really long par three uphill, right. whatever. Right. Um, and then today after, kind of after we shot and at the end of the evening, we all got to kind of play and mess around and have fun. And... I mean, I, I teed off of the side of the tee box on a few of them with a three wood for no <laughs> you reason. Did, you did. I was just like, I just want to do that for whatever. Like, yeah, I would dude. never do that. That crack. When and I saw that, that cracked. It made me so happy. You belted that thing too. Oh like yeah, the ball was, was a hand. foot was above your feet. You were like yeah. a foot from the cart. Yeah, you just yeah. Wait a little yeah. wood. Yeah, and then you took off running. And, and then the, I took off the running. Bo- and the tiger tee was right next to you. Like you couldn't have been closer to the tee. Oh, box. Yeah. I didn't even think one, about it. One step over, and you were on the tee box. I played one hole with a with a with a three all the three like just a three wood and i probably i literally took 10 shots because i topped two of them i mean it was dark and i was like side hill lies and thick rough and i couldn't care less i was having a great time and i ran after it's almost it's like big like four years old do you think you lost something though like because they're they're lost my phone yeah on 17 (laughs) (laughs) i got it back no but i mean do you think because you know the way you describe your prior game which i know a little bit of the competitive edge the 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 desire for better do you think you lost something? No, I don't you're, think so. You're a better golfer. I'm gaining than me. more experience. You know, I mean, I've, I've the the competitive side up to a certain level. You know, I've done that. I've done. I mean, I've played at so many rounds, so many shots, so many everything. I mean, I know the game pretty darn well. And now this is a different side of it, where it's like having. I mean, you know, I enjoy. Like, I played from a drop zone on a bar three today. I, I did actually go in the water earlier, but <laughs> but it's like I like that shot. I was like, oh, there's no reason to play it, but I was like, oh, it's 80 yards. I'm walking by it. I really want to hit a full sandwich right now. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's just those feelings. I, I love chipping. I actually just hit a few chips on some on some holes. I skipped hitting a drive on most of the back, and so now it's just it's uh, it's it has really changed, and I'm still like figuring it out. 
but it's a really, really changed for me as far as my experience at a course. And like I would, if somebody say, said like, have you played Isleworth? I would say pretty much. Yeah. You, know? you definitely have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and I you played 100%. here a little more. I played here a little more than, than usual, but just being, again, being out there and just interacting the, with the course in kind of a different way. You know what it is too, is that, you know, not only am I focused on shooting people and characters and dialogue, which what's funny God, there's so there's so much here. I'm sorry to ramble, but no, it's great. I, I want to say it. this. Um, there was a moment where after the round, we saw you pulled up Stuart Appleby's Instagram, or one of you did, yeah. and um, you're like, God, his swing, his swing is his interesting. I mean, the guy belts it. The guy's incredible. But you're yeah. like, oh, it's a, it's a little different than I would think. And I looked at his swing, and I I you know I shot his swing. I don't know how many times today, a lot. Yeah, like, you had at least thirty 50 to hundred shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I looked at the Instagram and I was like, I didn't notice today. You know why? Because I'm looking through the viewfinder and I'm focused on kind of the, in general, the framing of the shot. I'm not looking at his swing. I'm not looking at his grip. Oh, that was the other crazy thing. His potter like, grip. His potter oh, grip. Yeah. I, I was like, notice. I didn't even notice. <laughs> no. He had like a claw grip or something with two fingers on the bottom of the grip. And I didn't notice. And I was yeah. so surprised I didn't notice. I he mean, had like a cigar grip with his finger, with yeah. his index finger. But now, but now thinking about it, I'm like, oh, well, no wonder I didn't notice. Because I mean, I wasn't looking at him. I, I was actually, when I, I, I can see, you know, the frame I have. And I was looking for the ball to go in the hole. Right. Because for that shot, that's kind of. You know what counts? If he misses it, great. And you guys go, ah. Or if he makes it, great. And you're guys like, yeah. But I'm focused on kind of the reaction and thinking ahead of those shots. So I didn't even watch his swing today. I think I did maybe on the first tee, which I cheated. I framed it up. And then I kind of like looked up out of the camera and like actually saw him in real life, which I only did once today. Yeah. Well, Everything it's, it's else I watched through a camera. I, I love that that way of putting it, the cult of, of shots, not rounds. Yeah. Because it is it is so interesting. I mean, you know, when I'm talking to my friends and it's maybe three o'clock and the sunset is at five and I'm like, Hey, let's go play golf. Let's go out to Roosevelt or let's go out to Wilson and, and do a little twilight round. And they're like, yeah, but we're not going to finish. Like, right. So what? Finish what? Finish what? Like you literally <laughs> never finish. What are you what writing are you, a book on golf? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Is there not golf to be had out there yeah. for two hours? Wait, like, right. It's, Wait, what's it in between seven and nine? Yeah. Nothing. For real. Nothing. Like, I'm sorry. Like can 20 we, minutes. Can we not hit golf shots? Or, yeah. or about what? 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also so interesting to also think about golf through that lens of mm-hmm. like walking around a course and whatever compels you. Right. You drop a ball and you hit a shot. And the same thing with the camera. And that was my other point is that I've, I've uh, you know, quite literally through a, through a different lens when we're shooting in our long lens camera and getting beauty shots of the course and everything like that for the video. I'm seeing things that I would never yeah. have looked at, and yeah. in detail as well. Whether that's a part of an actual part of the course, a bunker, or the green, or the pin, or something. But you know, looking up and and noticing the pin is in between two trees with Spanish moss draped yeah. down, and the yeah. sunset behind it. Like I might not have stared at. I definitely wouldn't have stared at that as long as I did in the camera, which was for like oh, 15 yeah. seconds. Or even staying out of the way of filming, you know, staying behind camera and, mm-hmm. and being on my phone and working and that kind of stuff and kind of being out of the way a little bit. I'm seeing the course from a new perspective, not to say that I don't see the most courses from the edges of the fairways and, mm-hmm. and the rough and everything <laughs> under trees and in weird areas. But those are my favorite parts of golf is, and I was even feeling it today is like, I was bored with every single tee shot. I didn't care about every single every single tee shot. Like hitting the driver, like pff, I don't care about. Hit what it I, a few times. I, I I hit I hit one great yeah. drive, and I was like, cool, good with the yeah. driver now. See, oh, it's, you know what's funny is for me, 
I was one over through five or six, and I was like getting hungry. I was oh, were you? Yeah, yeah, were you? So then the rest of the day when we were playing, I was like, ah, I'm trying to figure out yeah. the swing, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Right, because like, you happened? kept pulling driver, <clears throat> yeah. and I was I, like, and you yeah. made a comment to me. I hit, I hit the three wood, and I hit it really well, and I was like, God, that club feels really good, and yeah. you're like. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of times it feels even better than their driver for me. And I thought on the next tee you'd pull the three yeah, one. Yeah, I figured you would grab that too. driver back. Grab that driver, like duck hook it thirty yards like, out of bounds. I was kind of like the, uh, yeah, I'm just like I was in the sewers. Too. I was like in the in the pipeline. In the in the, I was in the manhole, like just trying to figure out the leak. Yeah. You know, well, I was probably after and number all these two. Tools. Is it Roosevelt or it, uh, no? Oh. <laughs> um, I think the last thing is like you know it's funny because. Uh, yeah, you know, we were saying, like, I actually, we were actually driving, it's funny because we talked about this today as well, Cole, when you and I were riding in the cart in the morning. Mm-hmm. We went out on the back line of Isleworth just mm-hmm. to get B-roll right. of drone before we played. And I was just thinking, like, you know, one of my favorite things to do is just, like, get in the cart or walk, just, like, in sweats or whatever, not even a golf outfit. Yeah. And just be, like, on a golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I like just, because I love photography. And photography is cool because you can experience it on a golf course. There's no score. It's mm-hmm. not time related. You're not going in and you're like, I need to take 18 photos. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I have to That's get good. 18 photos and I can only take 72 clicks. That's Ooh, called film. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just, I just love being out there and just, and just experiencing it in a totally, yeah. like, uh, abstract way. Well, you it, know? it's a, it's a beautiful park at the end of the day. Yeah. That's right. We'll mention more to come. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That was, uh, that was one of our longer pods. But hey, and thanks for having me on. And uh, nice to meet you all. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thanks for being on the Ed, team. Evan's, uh, his uh, Instagram is going to be in the description there. Yeah. And uh, all right. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see you soon. We'll be at Winter Park tomorrow. Just cheer, cruise, and happy Monday. It's Sunday night. We're, it's not. It's Monday. It's, it's Monday in England. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah. All right. See you Aloha. In the see you in the showers.